You're listening to the Jags Experience Podcast with your hosts, Justin and capital A-N-D, Greg. Wait. Oh, yeah. Right. First person? No. What's the proper title? Do you know when you're supposed to capitalize somebody's name? What's that called? Catalyze? No, capitalize. Oh, capitalize. Uh, Grammar? No, that's fine. It's been a while since we've done this podcast. We've been away in Las Vegas. Yeah, we had some kind of issue last week. What was it? Oh, your computer wasn't working. Yeah, I upgraded to Mojave. Been waiting to do that for months or years or however long it's been. And I finally went for it, and of course, things don't work. That's why I don't upgrade Do you ever stuff. feel like these days Apple is just into a few too many things and that they don't do any one thing exceptionally now except for make wireless headphones? Yeah, truthfully, I feel like that a lot. Where, okay, it's another year. We need to upgrade everything and change everything. And Well, no, you don't. Well, now you got Apple News Plus, Apple TV Plus. They changed... I figured it out. Somebody else... I didn't figure it out. I read this. That somebody I else figured it out. Yeah, thank you. If, if everybody doesn't know this, what happens is I distill a lot of sources down inside of myself and what comes out is what I believe, think, or think that I've heard. And I can't even remember where I heard it from. Right. And the worst part about all this is you say it like it's yours. Well, it is mine now. Like you came up with the information and you regurgitate it because you've got an incredible memory. Okay, but steal like an artist. That's what people say. Well, is every single artist is lifting from other people. Right. It, it could be tough if somebody's like, hey, I'm like, oh, did you hear this story? Yeah, I heard this story, but it's really somebody else's If this story. was live, I would take a poll and say, hey, all you artists out there, who thinks we should give you credit for your work? Anyway, they changed the name from the iPhone. It used to be the iPhone 8 Plus, the iPhone 7 Plus. Right. But now it's the 10s Max. Right. And they aren't doing Plus anymore because you have Apple News Plus, Apple TV Plus, and those are services offerings. And the phone sizes will be Max now instead of Plus to make room for those. Wonderful. <laughs> Who cares, right? The funniest thing about all these upgrades and all these new Apple stuff is you and I both have AirPods and we mm-hmm. swear by them. And I hate to be those guys because it's a meme. Like yesterday on Instagram stories, I don't know if you guys follow us there, you were wearing AirPods which are the, the douchiest headphones. Yeah, they're tough. They're tough to look cool in and have people respect you. And then you, around but. your neck, you also had Beats headphones. Well, like they, you they, were that guy times two. They were free. I don't care that they were free. Nobody else cares that they're free. You're wearing Beats headphones and douche pods at the same time. No, they're both very practical. And mm-hmm. I swear by AirPods. And here's the thing is every year, these companies are upgrading their stuff. Year mm-hmm. after year. And so it's this battle of Samsung Cash has the grab. fastest, best phone for mm-hmm. six months until Apple releases theirs. Apple's AirPods have been out for a while now. Yes. Year, year and a half. Three years. They just upgraded them to AirPods, AirPods 2. 2 or AirPod 1 and a half, really. Well, AirPods 1.1, I would give it. But Maybe. The original AirPods are still ahead of everything else except for the new AirPods. Yeah, except for the people who've had them for a long time, like my buddy Dave Altizer, 20 minutes. That's the battery charge? life you can get. That's all they, and widely reported, there are tons of people who can get like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Like the batteries didn't hold up to like the constant charging. If you were like a chronic sure. AirPods users, And that's me. Now that I'm part of the 5 a.m. club, mm. I'm always using them. I probably use, I probably put three to four hours a day now of my AirPods. Yeah. And that is terrifying to hear. There are some people though, like my brother-in-law, he can only use one AirPod at a time because he is on the phone for eight hours a day and he just swaps one AirPod to the other AirPod Ew. to the other AirPod. I can't do it because one of my microphones is broken. But anyway. Ew. Is this, this isn't a tech podcast. Why are we being, well. You wanted to talk about Apple. I wanted to talk really about your trip to Florida, to... man. You Why? went to Florida and you said to me, 
that everyone in Florida drives distracted. And that's a terrifying thought to me. It, I've actually never seen as bad of drivers in North America than I have in Florida. And I'm pretty sure, based on all the anecdotal evidence I saw, that it is not illegal to drive with your cell phone. Like, you could have a distracted driving ticket, but like here in Saskatchewan and many other places, it is illegal to touch your phone while you are driving. Right. And we have lots of listeners in Florida. So, can you, Florida listeners, let us know what the actual law is so I don't have to Google it during the podcast? Everywhere that we went, people were insane because they were looking down at their phones. And I found the lights that are timed in Florida are not good. And I was going to say something insulting, but yeah, I don't know what the reason is for it, but just the most ridiculous decisions on how they time the lights, compounded by the fact that every fourth vehicle isn't going when there's a green light because they don't notice that the light has changed because they're on their phone. Right. They're on Twitter tweeting about how bad the traffic is. Maybe. It was bad, like and unnecessarily bad in every single way. You guys, put down your phones. This is this is a great advocacy slogan for why we need autonomous vehicles. Sure, absolutely. because you can be on your phone and not kill people. It's safer, and traffic will be ten times faster. People always think about the bad side, where they th- think about. For me, I love driving. I love a manual transmission. I love sporty cars. I love driving, and the idea of giving that up feels a little bit icky, but on the other side, how much time I get back in my life would be crazy. Look at Florida. Florida, you would you would take you go somewhere and it would be like two hours and it really only needed to be 35 minutes. Woof. But because people don't know how to zipper merge and people are on their phones and the whole like, you know, when you're congested on a big American highway and vehicles are all slowing down for no reason, it creates that like accordion because effect. Because one person can't yeah, merge properly. Exactly. And it just ruins the whole thing. And I'm like, ah, so many hours back in my life. So well, let driving the robots will be, drive. Driving will be split into utility. People will use it as utility. Sure. Then it will be people that enjoy it. I think about trains, actually. People used to take trains, for the most part, for to, to get around. Now, in larger mm-hmm. centers, they do it anyway. But there's still, like, the slow-traveling, high-end train that's really expensive. And cars will become the same thing, where if you own a car to drive yourself, you're really wealthy, and you must have some free time on your hands because the rest of us just drive all the same vehicle because who cares? Speaking of putting down the phones, though, you're like, how many days into taking a week off social media are you? Started on Sunday. Today, it's Thursday. Apple has this screen time thing that reminds you every Sunday about how much time you've wasted for the most part on your phone. And typically, I'm somewhere between four and five hours. That's mm-hmm. not anything every I'm day. proud of. Yeah. Every single day. And you look at it and go, what am I doing on here? And they tell you. And it's usually Twitter. I love Twitter. I think it's the greatest social media platform of all time, but I waste a lot of time on it. I'll find myself, I'll come home from work and I'll watch Winnie or whatever and I'll sink 20 minutes easy into just scrolling my feed and trying to catch up on usually useless news and things. It's got to be more than 20 minutes though. At a time, right? And then I'll, maybe it's nighttime, I'm in bed and I roll over my phone and I could go to sleep to get a better start in the morning, but no, I did 20 more minutes on Twitter. And I'm just like, the older I get, the more I realize the best asset of my life is my time. And I'm just giving my time away to these platforms and it's not controlled. Well, and and what do you get in return? I think that's the question because I don't mind giving my time to something that either I really enjoy and, and typically that the return out of it is good. But it's one of those things where you can have serious FOMO, the fear of missing out on mm-hmm. something. But then I imagine when you start taking a break from it for a few days, you go, I'm not... how what. 
I'm not missing that much. No, like what do I miss are like the funny jokes and memes that go sure. around that make me laugh. And I love to laugh and that's great. But the headspace I get when I trade that in, it's it's different. Now, what I'm noticing though is I love news and events and I'm relying on you to tell me what's going on in the world because typical news outlets, like I go on National Post or Globe and Mail or whatever, they're slower. They don't give me the up-to-date things that are going on. Right now in our city, in Regina, there's we're trying to get the Vegas Raiders in for a football game and there's all this drama surrounding it and it sounds like it's going to happen, which is great, but it's unfolding and you get to watch it unfold because you're on social media and all I get are like the big updates, which really don't tell me anything other than the highest level piece of news of, guess what? It may still happen. But here's the thing that I would argue for having, you know, gone all the updates and emotional swings up and down. At the end of the day, it's a little bit like watching an awards show or maybe even a sporting event at times where hey, there's times where I'll watch three hours of a hockey game, but you can actually find out all the best parts of a hockey game in a good set of highlights at the end and understand everything that happened. Now, yes, you get some payoff for actually having experienced it in the moment and that's fun, but I find a lot of time with with news and with social media is you're in there and even it's like, oh, I'm finding out about this right now and it's giving you all these little highs and doing all these things. But at the end of the day, if you just read the recap at the end, read the good news story. You'll know everything that happened and you're actually no different off other than a few chemicals in your brain. You have to pick what you actually want to do. And social media doesn't really allow you to do that because you're in it all the time following all these stories and trends and you can't get out of it. And so to your point, when I watch the Golden Knights, I love that three hours of the Red Sox. When I watch my sports teams play, I love that and I I choose it. But what I'm finding on social media is there's always something going on that I think is important or that, that it convinces me that I should follow and I never get the rest. And so am I less connected with my friends? In some ways, maybe, but I still text them all the time. Sure. And I can still DM people and chat and, you know, what's going on in your life. I just don't have the constant influx of people on Instagram stories telling me what's going on and why their life is so special or on Twitter giving me the up-to-date news. And so am I better off for it? I don't know. Ask me at the end of the week. I think I might try and do it once a month just to try and get in control. I hate being out of control of things. Sure. I think it's important that if you're out of control of something, whether that is social media, whether it's drinking, whether it, if you're not in control of making your actual decisions, that's a problem. Yeah. And I feel like more than ever, I am a little bit sick of social media. Like I'm actually, I don't know if it's burned out on it or, or, or what it is, but you know, after years now of making so many videos on YouTube and then trying to put them on Facebook and hack our way into this and the attention of doing that and the, the constant, you know, refreshing and even, you know, being a consultant in the industry and feeling like I need to be on all these platforms and spending all the time in them so I can talk intelligently about them. There's, there's a big part of me that just wants to f- trade my iPhone in for a flip phone and do that for a little bit of time and just kind of detox from the whole thing and not worry about it. I actually had the same thought of hey, I should actually do this once a week, once in a while. Just say, okay, I'm on flip phone this week. So if you get a hold of me, it's the same number. I can still text you using my, what is it not QWERTY? Oh, T, no, T, T9. 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 Yeah, because I was I was fast at oh, that. I was very good at it. And I can make phone calls. And I still like, you should I, have a I like T9 the calls. race to see who was faster. Back when I was driving, I'm not proud of this, but I, I kind of am. I could drive with my eyes completely on the road. Never, never gone one hand in my phone, T9ing whole yeah. conversations. Now you can't because you don't know what you're touching. The weird thing was back then you didn't you didn't even know that texting and driving was bad. Well, it wasn't as bad. We're talking about my eyes were on the road the whole time. Wow. I can't do that now. 
Literally, I'm driving down the road with my hand on the steering wheel and the other hand, because I know the shortcuts. I know exactly what yeah, I'm saying. You got there again. Did you have your phone in class? I, I didn't have a cell phone in high school. No. But I, I remember for me about, you know, this is 14, 15 years ago. There'd be times where I was driving somewhere and I'd be like, oh, I don't remember getting here because I spent all my time texting on my phone. Terrifying. Because you still have to read the text back. No, I don't. I knew exactly what it was. It was it was input, right? You're just memorizing. Sorry, when like somebody Morse texted code. you something, you knew what they were saying. Oh, if they texted me back, yeah. yeah, you have to. But but that that was just like it was fine. Like, oh, that's crazy until you realize, oh, this is a bad idea. We didn't know it was such a bad idea back then. No, no, and I think we're worse drivers now, and we're more distracted I, than ever. What I actually like is the local dealership in Atlanta Ford gave me this F one fifty for the week, and over Bluetooth audio. Hashtag ad. Benedetta Ford sponsored with a new F one fifty diesel. They did not pay me any money. <laughs> I guess they let us a truck for a few days. Sure. Is that sponsored? Sure. It's Hashtag funny. sponsored. Thank you. Bluetooth audio gives you Siri in the truck, which I didn't realize till this morning. So you hit the voice activated thing, and it's Siri. When your phone's plugged in, not even plugged in, just in your pocket, connected over Bluetooth. And so I hit the Bluetooth button and texted you this morning. Hey, I'll be there in two minutes. I did that with. Siri. Oh, that's cool. And my phone stayed in my pocket because I don't text while I'm driving, but there are times where I'm trying to get my phone out to hit Siri or in my pocket trying to hit the Siri button and then she doesn't hear you so well or using my Apple Watch to try and talk to Siri, but it's not a good connection. At least you old. enunciate. When I try and use voice to text, no, it's yeah, bad. It'd be bad. I'm inviting another text for clarity. You, you know how they have like certain languages where it's like two different languages mixed together? No. Like uh, Afrikaans? No, not Afrikaans. Do you know in, um, what's the diamond, Blood Diamond movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Ooh, I don't remember, but I know the one. Yeah. Oh, Blood Diamond. Isn't that what it is? Uh, anyway. I actually don't remember. They have a language there in South Africa that's like English mixture, you know, you need English mixed with mumbles. Mm. If you could have somebody that could translate English mixed with mumbles. I could probably translate it. The worst part about <laughs> it is my writing's the same way. <laughs> Totally. So Florida, coming back to if is Florida a weird place though? I don't know if it's because every place is a weird place. You know this this thing that's out on the internet now where you put Florida man and then put your birthday. Right. Yeah, Florida man, January eleventh. I didn't do it yet. Did you do it? Yeah, I'll do it right now. I'm going to do it now too. In the search, you put Florida man. So type Florida man and then put your birthday, January eleventh, and then you get a headline which. Now it's all about these Florida man challenges. Yeah, it's doing the same thing to me. I've got it. Oh, here we go. Florida man who mailed pipe bombs to Trump critics pleads guilty. That was yours. Yep. Florida man decapitated by helicopter. And this wow. is, this was before this became a thing. And now that all that comes up are articles from everywhere talking about what we're talking about. You would get the most absurd things. <laughs> yeah, something weird always was happening and always started by Florida man something something. Yeah, and I, I haven't had the time to go through and say, can I put Georgia man or New York man and have the same sort of thing? I doubt you could. Because I, I yeah. feel like there's a lot of weird people in Florida. Or just a lot of people. You probably do California man. Try it. Let's try it right now. But can you imagine being decapitated by a helicopter? You, I mean, ha I you have to literally jump. You'd have to jump like really high. Or yeah, be... like it's not easy to do that. Okay, California man, January 11th. Let's find out. Uh, no. No, nothing. There's something in nothing. the water I'm about Florida. I'm through the first page. Nothing even close. I've got sports scores. I've got like nothing. But Florida... Right. Why would I wow. want to go to Florida with all these weirdos? It's, it's like the wild, wild southeast. Wild, wild. That doesn't wild, roll off wild, the tongue the way it does. Southeast. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was this cheating scandal because I think it's so funny. 
You never, you don't, Did you're not you a big, cheat on me? You're not a big fan of post-secondary education, so you don't really care that much. Whoa, 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 don't put words in my mouth. Okay, well, go ahead. I'm not a big fan of post-secondary education for some vocations. Okay, well, for most things, right? You don't want a doctor. No, not for most things. For a doctor or a lawyer, you probably want them to be educated, yeah. not outside of YouTube. Although I think soon the robots will be able to do a lot of things that lawyers could do, i.e. when we set up our company, we got charged like $7,000 just to come up with an agreement of what would happen if we were going to separate. Right. $7,000. Which, when we're starting a company, that was a lot of money. It's insane. It's still a lot of money. And I feel like a quick questionnaire on the internet could have set that up for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fill this in. Fill this in. How do you want to deal with this if things go extremely south and someone kills yeah. the other and person? And having you know, worked in the, the marketing field, and I mean, we spend a lot of time working in the new world and social media, and stuff changes so fast in the world today that curriculums can struggle to keep up. And having worked with some marketing folks, it's like fresh out of school, it's like, hey, you have to unlearn a few things because you were told that it worked this way. That's not the way that it works. Literally, I got a degree in business admin from the, the university here. University of what? University of Regina. Regina. Experience Regina. Regina. I got a job the first day out of school at, at an ad agency and started writing things. And they sat me down and said, you have to forget everything that you were taught. <laughs> because you when you write scholastic papers, like you're not you're right. not communicating properly. You're not communicating like a real person. And I had this thought of like, I just spent four years and tens of thousands of dollars investing in an education to get this piece of paper that does nothing practically for me in the real world. You talk about the connections, which were important. Your sure, the networks. But in terms of like the skill set, like I'm learning about social media and from a book yeah. in my social media course. And there was, there was some value, obviously, coming out of my degree. But that sucks for them to say, forget how they taught you to communicate. It was, it's wrong. It's not real. You need to learn everything afresh again. That's annoying to me. Yeah. I, and I have not been to university, but I do remember even from like English class about how to write an essay, introductory paragraph, first sentence of the paragraph should introduce what the paragraph's about, write the paragraph, then a closing sentence. And then it was like, and the structure of this, and it's like, how often do you use that now? Never. I mean, I think about it once in a while, but I don't really use it. When was the last time you wrote an essay outside of school? And again, that structure was just... No, more so for blogs for me. If I'm writing a blog and that sort of thought, it'll come out once in a while, I'll be like, does this make sense? But for the most part, I don't care. I write how I talk. That's how everybody should write. Yeah. I mean, everybody who's trying to communicate. Unless you're in the New York Times. You don't need to do that if you're in the New York Times. But even then, they're very good at conversational writing, painting pictures, doing all that kind of stuff. It's incredible. So the story goes, there's a lot of really wealthy, famous people who wanted to get their kids into school. Now, not just school, the best schools. The best schools. And in the US, the best schools is a big deal because you get access mm-hmm. to those networks and the alumni. And like, if you're going to USC or I Harvard, that sort of thing. it's prestigious too. Like, there's that. But honestly, I think it's been proven that if you go to Harvard, regardless of what your marks are, the fact that you get accepted sure. into Harvard gives you a leg up. Yeah, and my buddy Andrew Bernard would always tell me about how he went to- That's not a real name. Cornell. What do you mean it's not a re- I guarantee you- Oh, you're quoting The Office. That makes more sense I guarantee to me. you there is somebody in the US named Andrew Bernard who went to Cornell. Well, probably. And he is a legend right now. Gets bought drinks everywhere he goes. Andy, he wasn't cool in The Office. But he was lovable. At some points. He was kind of- But he, could you imagine if you had a picture of a degree from Cornell with the name Andrew Bernard on it? Yeah. It'd be and a, it was legit? It'd be a viral post. Immediately. Yeah. I'm sure it's already out there, actually, if you Google it. Anyway, the, the prestigious universities. Yeah, I went to, I don't even know what all the top ones are. Princeton, that used to be a good one. I don't know if it still is. Keep going. Harvard. Yeah. 
Stanford, USC, like there's tons. Yeah. They're, they're all over the place. The Ivy Leagues or whatever. University of Phoenix Online. People are paying up to like, I think it was $1.2 million to get their dumb kids into school. No, I mean, it's a dumb kids. They just want them in there. They could, it's a lot I of work. I think they're just trying to guarantee that they get in there. But how much this has to do with the parents over the kids? Mm-hmm. I would say most of it. Because these kids nowadays, how many kids do you know that need to go to U of T. This is this University is Canadian thing. of Toronto. Yeah, that's no. like the big one here. Or Dale I mean, House, your my cousin who was uh, software. He's a software engineer. He went to University of Waterloo because their engineering program is kind of renowned sure. in the country. And when he left that program, he you know he had offers from BlackBerry and Google, and BlackBerry was popular back then. Like the wondering. fruit. Yeah. No. Like. Yeah, Grim. but you know all the all the big companies because that's where they wanted to recruit their Canadian talent from. And I get that. So MIT, the big the big tech college in Boston, mm-hmm. you can't fake that. No, right? You can't be a dumb kid going to MIT and then like, oh, I guess you just fit right in so here with they the rest didn't of get us. On, on a sports sports scholarship to MIT to be yeah. like, hey, you made the soccer team. You know what I mean? Like but now it's like it's just kind of coming out that it's all a sham. And these universities make, I mean, billions and billions of dollars. Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, Revisionist History, talks about it for like, there's like three episodes dedicated to post-secondary education and why he thinks it's a huge sham. Because these guys make so much money every year and it's just still so expensive. But we run into people all the time who don't really get social media and even big marketers who spend hundreds of millions of dollars and they don't spend and they don't spend any money on social media because they didn't grow up with it. They don't know it, they don't understand it. And in some ways, I would say the same thing about some of these parents where in their world, in their mind, they think their kids don't understand that if you don't go to a good university, you will not be successful in life. Because when they grew up, that was much more the case of how the world worked. Sure. But the world has shifted now, i.e. Lori Laughlin's daughter. Yeah, Olivia Jade. And the world has shifted in the sense, too, of kids nowadays know way more than kids did when their parents were kids. For sure. And you can learn way more stuff at home. If you're interested, you can become a top-level coder. In fact, I can't remember what company it was. They were only hiring coders who were like 17, 18 years old before they went to school because, one, they understood that these guys were better at teaching themselves, keeping up with the trends. And for them to go into school for four years to learn stuff, it couldn't keep up fast enough and they would not hire them except for before university. And the fine print of that says they're cheaper because they're 17 and 18 sure. year olds. But no, Olivia Jade, this is Lori Laughlin's daughter. She's Becky, Uncle Jesse's wife from Full House, which we're all, you know, huge Toy fans Story 2? Have mercy. <laughs> no, don't. Uncle Jesse. And no, wait, Jesse was the girl. So her what daughter, Uncle uh, Old Prospector. Mm. Anyway, her her daughter, Olivia Jade, wanted nothing to do with university. No, she didn't want to go to university because she was having a successful career growing as she was vlogging on YouTube, Instagram model. Now, obviously, I think her parents and her connections through that Helped. gave her a big... And she's beautiful. That That is the secret to success oftentimes <laughs> on Instagram is be pretty. Yeah. That's, you don't have that many followers on Instagram, do you? No, and there's reasons for that. Look at my forehead. <laughs> Yeah, People don't I've, want to I've see that it. every day. Now I'm on a billboard here in Regina for this speaking gig I'm doing, and it's 40% forehead <laughs> in the photo. Like, the photographer, you need to like have a like a list of I look good from these angles, but do not shoot me from an upwards angle pointing down onto my forehead. I asked him to Photoshop down. it, and he didn't. So <laughs> anyway, so she ends up being forced to go. Her mother turns out paid allegedly forced. That's what she's saying. Five hundred thousand dollars for her to go to the school, and she never wanted to go. Like she says, like I didn't even want to go. I wanted to party. I didn't want to go to classes. And it ha- now that it's come out her careers are being ruined because yeah. all of her sponsors that were a part of her say, we don't want to touch you anymore. So Tresemme hair. And there's another one that they're like, no, one of them, 
No, Makeup Line, Mac Makeup Line, whoever their parent company is. They're, they're gone. They're all dropping her because her mom cheating scandal and she got into university and she's now, get this, most millennial move ever, suing her parents over this. That is a bizarre world to me. I would never sue my parents for anything, I don't think. Now, if my relationship was broken with them and they weren't actually like my friends or my parents, sure. If they were just people that had raised me, I don't care about them. I actually like my parents. Well, and here's what I actually think could be happening is her parents could be going, hey, you need to sue us and make a big stink to say you wanted nothing to do with this, say you didn't want to go to university, you know, to try and get your sponsors back on board to go and you be the victim here. Like I could actually see, especially if you're a parent and liked your kids and you go, oh no, we're in trouble. And now you're a parent and made a huge mistake by trying to do what you thought was best. Yeah. But now could they be trying to save her and say, hey, this is is how this is going to work. You're going to sue us. You know, we'll separate you from this and you can keep going and then we'll deal with this on our own. I found the perfect example of parents being parents. Like, you know, there's like this, there's a shift, right? We all grow up. We think we're cool when we're 17. Then we think we're cool when we're 25 and then it goes on and on and on. But there's a shift sometimes that happens with people where they become out of touch. And I mean yeah. like irrelevant. And once in a while you see these parents or these professionals try and relate with, with the young people. <laughs> Is this about this news clip? Yeah, did you see it? I, I didn't see it. I just headline read it. I, I'll play it for you right now, and we can discuss this after. Good morning, TPS students. It is testing week, and it's time to slay all day. Yeet! Stay woke, be on fleek, and get that Gucci breakfast. Goals! Say bye, Felicia, to that testing stress. Weather's going to be turned, right, Chris? Yes! Toledo weather going to be V-lit during testing week. A hundo P chance of success. You've got this, kids. Steve, how about that traffic? Are we looking oh better than oh <laughs> We're talking turn FOMO. Won't be an issue. No traffic problems around any TPS schools to keep you from taking those tests. So get a good night's sleep, do your best. In fact, be extra extra. We here at WTOL are V proud of you. Good, good luck, luck on, on your, your test, test TPS, TPS students. I think that is amazing. Give me a reason why. Because I've always said I want to be the dad who when my son's and daughter's friends come over, that they cringe. You are that dad. That they cringe. No, when they're like teenagers. I've watched your son be like, oh, dad, you're doing it again. What, when we're doing the Fortnite dance challenge together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be one. But I, I always want to be that person where I never take myself too seriously and I'm not afraid to make an idiot of myself. I would do this to my teenage kids' friends once they become teenagers. I want to do that. That is so it's, endearing. The difference, though, is you want to do it. You go, yeah. I'm going to be irrelevant, and I'm going to embrace it, and I want that they're to be a thing. They're not serious. I think, looking no. at their eyes, they think that they're reaching across no, the generation gap to these kids and saying, I'm going to be I'm going to be just like you and abbreviate no. everything. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> Get turned. Oh, it was just so painful. And when no, I watch that, I go, fun. guys. That's the endearing, cool dad wearing his no, cargo shorts, not. zipped it, off. It's irrelevant old people going, hey, no. we need to attract a new audience. And so we're going to try. We're going to try and reach out. If if I knew they were doing it to try and be funny and make fun of themselves. Now you do because I've told you. No, they're not. I know everything. They're going, hey, let's let's speak their language. Nobody that wrote that thought, oh, the kids that are watching this are going to go, wow, they're talking just like you us. You need to hang out with more parents, man. More parents in media. <laughs> I do. No. Steve, how about that traffic? Are we looking? Oh, no. Like, they're trying to be relevant. 
And it, it's, it offends me. No, what they're trying to do is what we all do when we go to, let's say, uh, an Asian country because, you know, their languages are difficult and very different. You know, here in Canada, we have French, which can be similar to Spanish. And some of the words, you know, you can kind of get. but There's some overlap. You know, you get into a country or even like German sometimes can be very spitting and, and hard. But when you're trying to say those phrases to those people, you know, to like order your lunch when, you know, you're downtown Tokyo, they have no idea what you're saying but they at least appreciate that you tried and it was cute that's what's happening here no that is not what's happening here it is not i'm not showing up in downtown tokyo going i'm gonna get this phrase and they're gonna be like yo are you japanese you must have grown up here they're gonna go oh that was sweet thank you for trying you want to get close you want to get close they got nah you're not talking to the japanese thinking like hey i'm gonna convince them that i'm japanese no, that's yeah, exactly. You're They're trying to do that. They are not. Yeah, they are. They are not. Hey guys, we know we know what these words mean. No, they know that they can see them. Oh my goodness. It is the most depressing thing I've seen, at least today. And that is a good reason why I should stay off social media, because that is terrible. I appreciate these guys trying to cross a generational gap and remain Listen, funny, man, not you, relevant. You and your white new balance sneakers and cargo pants when you go traveling, tourist dad. Excuse me. You new can keep Balance doing sneakers that. are amazing. They can be. They can be cool. They can also be a meme, and I don't want to be that meme right now in my life. I'm fine with making fun of myself, but ugh. you have to recognize your daughter is going to be a teenager in, you know, you still got another decade. Think about how uncool you're going to be in a decade and relevant. And and on the other side of the platform, are the the parents that are, they are too cool. Where you're like, hey, yeah. you you shouldn't actually know this. Like, lay off on the tanning, dad. Yeah. Frosted tips are out. I don't need you to know what, what's cool in the top 40 and sing like, you don't have to be like best friends with your kids and their friends. You need to be a parent. So at some point there's like a raft that's moving from like relevancy to irrelevancy, but you care about it. And there was actually a really funny video that someone sent me about millennials. And it was, uh, I won't even just try to try and describe it, but it was a millennial coming into a workplace and she wants to talk about Y2K and she's making everyone feel old because she was born in 98. And everyone starts freaking out, being like, oh, I want to be cool like the millennial. And then they go to this one guy who's, he's a Gen Xer. And, he, and they're like, why aren't you affected by this? And he went, let me talk to the millennial. And he went to the millennial and basically reiterated back to them that, yeah, you know everything that's relevant and cool, but I have a 401k and I can drive and I own a house. And kind of like they, they balanced it out. And so sure. it's just be who you are. Be yeah. who you are. And I am going to embarrass the snot out of my children. You will. I believe it. You love small salty snacks. You love them. Yeah. They're the greatest snack in the world. In fact, we had a chip maker reach out to us and say, hey guys, we want to send you some free chips. Oh man. Which was like, whoa. <laughs> like Christmas. You read my mail. Wow. And they asked us what our favorite flavors were. Oh. And dill I said pickle. dill pickle and ketchup. And Justin oh, literally said all of them. <laughs> exactly. All of the flavors. Yeah. Sometimes like when they try those like really outside the box weird ones. But even then they're still like, I can still get through a good chunk of them. Okay, so when they're like chicken and waffle flavored ruffles, you're like, wow. And most of them are pretty similar, right? Like yeah. for Doritos especially, Doritos is like, hey, we have a new flavor. Yeah. I'm like, this is Cool Ranch mixed with Zesty. That's yep. what the new flavor is. And they're sure. like, okay, we're uh, going to do you this. You dialed up the heat on this one a little bit, sure. I have some of the weirdest chip flavors and I want you to give the thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. okay. I'm a chip connoisseur. Hold on, are they kettle cooked or regular? Uh, so they'll be all over the map. But most of these are Lay's actually because oh, okay. Lay's experiment with a lot of flavor. So number one, Wavy Lay's original potato chips dipped in milk chocolate. No. I mean, yeah, that would be delicious. It's like a chocolate covered pretzel. Yeah. 
And you've ever had... Depends on the chocolate, though. Salty french fries in ice cream? Yeah. Dynamite. That's okay, but yeah, sure. I'm down. Also, that in hell of a good dip. If I was Desert Island, one meal left, that would be in the top four. Ripple potato chips, salty in hell of a good dip. Yeah. Yeah. The onion. Unbelievable. Lay's creamy garlic Caesar potato chips. Yes. I like sour cream and onion. I feel like that's not far off. It's got to be close. Yeah. Yeah. Or ranch. Be a ranchy yeah, taste. Yeah, for sure. Does it have bacon in it? No. Nope. A little bit of bacon. No bacon. Well, okay. Uh, what about borscht flavor potato chips? Borscht. I'm trying to think of how you translate that. You're Hungarian, that. but... Well, here's the thing about borscht. Borscht is, borscht is beets, and it's hearty, and it's good with the dollop of sour cream, but there's there's not a lot of like... One of my favorite flavor. words of all time is dollop, by Thank the way. You. Dollop. Just a dollop. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Borscht. Mm. Uh, sure, I want to try it. Okay. Pigs in a blanket flavor. These are Pringles now. Oh, okay. So that, if you're not familiar, pigs in a blanket is basically a hot dog baked in bread, right? Essentially, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> That's the chip flavor. It's a hot dog flavored, or they actually have the bread flavor in there too. Yeah, they would have to. Um, I don't think I would. If I saw it on the shelf there, I would go, I'm curious, but I'm not going to part with $3 for that. Because I'm the opposite of you. I'll walk in and I'm not a diehard chip guy, but I love to try new things. Mm-hmm. I don't like to watch the same movie twice unless it's Home Alone 1 and yep. 2 over Christmas. But if there's a new chip flavor and it's remotely interesting, I'll try it. Here's what I want. I want a sampler pack. I want cool. little ones. I don't want a big bag of that. Like even the like, uh, I remember a Homer Simpson used to be on, I think it was a bag of Lay's and it was like some kind of bacon, like smoky bacon or something. And it, the first five were fine, but he's got sick of them. Right. Like that, there's a reason why the classics are the classics. That's a good, that's a good idea. Have like a 12 pack yeah. of sampler, small sizes. If there was a way, here's what they should do. Oh, brilliant market research. Have a big sampler pack and have pins from the chips or something, some kind of way where when you sample them, they can actually find out that you use them. I meant an online code pin thing. Oh, I was say like, you want me to have like needles in my no, chips? No, no, please don't do that. But isn't there a way where they could put them out there and then how do they find out which ones people actually liked or didn't like? You could vote on them. Or go wow. Online. Yeah, but who wants to do that? They do it with wine. There's a company in the States where for wine, because wine's a weird thing, right? Yes. What kind of wine do you like? Oh, red. What kind of red? Oh, I don't know. You yeah, there's, there's two kinds of people in the world. The people who are like red. Or white, and then the people who are like, "Oh, I like a really oaky." I like the Bordeaux from 1976. <laughs> There's like no room to like be like, ah, "I'm just kind of learning my way through wines." I think I like a cab. And it's one of those things like that takes that a lot or, of strength but, to jump into because if you're jumping into wine, you can get you can get crucified. Anyway, right. this company, you fill out a survey based on what they think you like, and then they send you nine bottles of wine. Okay. And your your goal is to drink them, of course, but then to go back <laughs> wow, on that's your profile goal. and rate them, what you liked, sure. what you didn't like. And then sure enough, they'll send you nine more based on your, and they'll noodle well, your flavor profile. because there's you a million and a half kinds of wine. I actually like the idea because it helped you figure out what you like. Chips. Nah. Lay's. Grilled cheese and ketchup sandwich flavor. Oh, Nick's the ketchup. Although I like grilled cheese and tomato soup. If they'll switch it to that, yes. All kinds of yes. I think I got one that you would really enjoy. Bacon mac and cheese flavor. Oh, yeah. That actually sounds so good. It would be pretty good, actually. In fact, like I want for lunch. with bacon. <laughs> Kettle cooked. Okay. Wasabi ginger. Oh. I remember trying some kind of wasabi flavored chip before. I'm just not like a huge wasabi guy. No. Okay. Butter garlic scallop flavor. Oh, you know what? In the UK, I know there's like a shrimp flavored one that is very popular. Tato, some kind of shrimp. Like uh, me, I don't like anything fishy. So if it's got 
a bit of taste of the ocean, hard pass. It, this goes on forever, so I'm only going to get a couple more. Cinnamon and sugar or white chocolate peppermint, both Pringle no, flavor. No, I just want salt. No sugar. Brie flavored Doritos? Maybe. Brie's kind of a weak cheese. Mint mischief flavor. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It's a mystery. Cinnamon bun flavor? No, nothing sugary. Pickle flavor? Well, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Well, dill we pickle. pickle. Well, that could be a U.S. Chicken article. and waffles. I've had that. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Octopus flavor? Shawarma. Shawarma? I would do that for those, sure. Those ones are either really good or not good. I've had both, like where you're picking from the whole kind of you know Middle Eastern food there. Can be delicious. Not always. Okay, two left because this is going on forever. Cappuccino flavor? No. You wouldn't do it? Well, I mean, I would try one, but I don't want to eat it. No. Oh, man. There's so many flavors of potato chips. This is wild. And the Americans listening to this, they have no idea because they have the worst flavors of potato chips. Well, they only have like four. How about this? Venison and cranberry ridge cut. Wow. No. Well, mm. like venison maybe, but with... Wow. There really should be a place where we can order these chips. Just try them out. Hey, if you're listening and you're like a boutique chip maker, send us a big box of like a thousand different flavors. We'll do it on the live Facebook Facebook live show. Booyah. We've gone long. And okay. I don't, I don't want to get into too much more here because uh, we could talk forever. Okay, but what would be your ultimate chip flavor? If somebody could actually make a chip taste like something, what would you want? Uh, seasoned pork chop or... A really nice steak would be awesome, too. I'm going with spicy tonkatsu. Ooh. Which, I mean, we have this ramen place we love going to. It's so good. But the broth is always, like, so spicy. It's hard to finish. And your nose is running for forever. But it's also, like, it gets kind of spendy. Where, you know, because, like, $16, $17. We had no- more noodles. It yeah, cost extra 5 noodles. bucks for extra noodles. It was 24 bucks per bowl of noodles. Almost, yeah. And if I could get that in a bag of chips and get that satisfaction all the time... That'd be nice. I'd be in. We're going to talk about Instagram influencer shopping. No, no time. We're going to talk about you going to us this weekend. Let's end there. Us, the new Jordan (laughs) Peele movie, horror movie. You hate horror movies. Yeah, I hate horror movies. I hate getting jump scared. Why are you going? Peer pressure. But I want to give you kudos for going because you're going to. I haven't gone yet. You're going to get messed up. At this movie on Saturday night. No, I'll probably just close my eyes and plug my ears. <gasps> I should bring noise-canceling headphones. That would defeat that would help. the point of going to this movie. I don't want to go and get scared. I'm doing it out of a relationship. Okay, so my wife and her best friend, who we were three of the four graduating class from my high school, which is you know a whole other story, and her new boyfriend knew, I guess they've been together a while. It's the first time hanging out. They wanted to go to us, and I'm just like, please, dear God, no. But now it's funny and I'll give in because it's high, it's high school all over again. I want you to do a pre-Instagram story and a post-Instagram story. Yeah, I. that's the only reason I'm going. Like I can make a story of this, but I really wish I could just live stream my face the whole time. Like put a light on my face and have people just watch me because what you would see is not me looking at the screen getting freaked out, me trying not to look at the screen and trying to... You'd hear my little mumbles of, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Me looking up the ceiling, looking around, like everything to avoid connecting with what's happening on I the screen. I can't wait to see you on Monday to go, wow, man, you've you've aged. I've changed. I will never be the same again. You've lost your innocence. Who are these people who come up with some of these things? Like, you remember there was that one where it was like a caterpillar or it was something about... The human centipede one? Yeah. Like, who thinks of that? Uh, that's actually a good question. What have you gone through in your life that, yeah, like, that leads to your creativity? Like, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Because I've heard the first saw was actually like a thinker, like actually really well done 
movie like, and then kind of a smart thriller a little bit of horror and they come out with the next ones because they go hey we'll put them out there we still make money off them you know they work but you know really thoughtful i've never seen it but you know do you want to say any famous last words before you go into this <sighs> for our audience what i'm curious to see is the last time when i watched signs in the theater I left and my arm was like twitching because I've been gripping the seat so that hard. That's such a good... And that's probably the worst horror movie I've ever seen that's in That's a theater. good piece of context for the listeners to go, hold on, signs had you that, messed up? That is my context of the <laughs> scariest horror movie I've ever seen in the theater is Mel Gibson's uh, signs. You heard it here first. <laughs> Things are going to get weird this Saturday. I'll update you next week on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in.